company. Please call a doctor. Your call is important to us. Please hold for the next come available come representative. Are you with me, Dr. Drew? And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. It's Dr. Drew. Midday Live with Lauren Savant. Midday Live, our phone number here is 800-222-5222. Just a moment, we'll be speaking with Westwood News contributor Jim Roop, getting an update on the Northern California fires. After that, we'll talk to Dina Grayson, former candidate for U.S. Congress and Democratic strategist regarding a judge handing CNN victory, a victory in its bid to restore Jim Acosta's White House press pass. Also, we've got an attorney for Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, whose membership at Equinox Sports Club was apparently terminated because he supported Donald Trump. So they say, right now we're going out to Jim Roop, Westwood One News contributor, to get an update on the fire. Jim. Hi, good afternoon. There are some, well, there's good news and, and there's some concerns uh, with the Northern California fire. The good news is it's 142,000 acres, so it's only grown 2,000 acres over the past two days, which means uh, firefighters are getting an upper hand on it because the winds are less, moisture's in the air, the fire's kind of laying down for them. It's only 45% contained, however. Still, that's a 5% increase. Um, fi- uh, there are some 5,000-plus firefighters on that fire, 9,700 homes. Over 11,000, nearly 12,000 structures destroyed uh, between homes and businesses and other structures. Some 260 businesses were, were burned to the ground. But 9,700 single-family homes were destroyed oh, in this fire. That's incredible. Now, here, here's here, here's a couple of concerns. There's outbreak of neurovirus going on in the shelters, and that, it's not uncommon this time of year, and it's not uncommon in, in a shelter type of situation, but it's a really contagious virus that causes vomiting, diarrhea, and, and other issues. So they're doing the best to keep people separated, encourage hand washing and masks uh, around and everything. So that's one thing. Uh, another thing is it's taking a long time for people to get back into these these neighborhoods, which is really raising the frustration because they're sifting through the debris for uh, remains. And how that process works is if one of the uh, National Guard soldiers, for instance, finds what he believes, he or she believes is remains, they call the coroner over. The coroner over says, okay, that might be remains. They call the anthropologist over to determine if it's human remains or non-human remains, maybe a pet or other animal, that kind of thing. Once it's determined that it's human remains, the coroner comes back in, and the the painstaking process of removing those remains. So that's taking a long time. Then Then they have all the infrastructure issues, gas, water, uh, right. Uh, power right. thing that we got going on here, and then it, it's a forest. So they have to uh, they have to determine each tree that might come down or should be removed. Oh boy. And the, so oh boy. they're marking all the trees. So it's going to take forever for people to get back in to see what they can salvage out of that neighborhood. Jim, I just I'm curious, who is staying in these tent cities? Uh, people who've been evacuated. The shelters are overwhelmed. They they, they don't have the, the it's out of their capacity. So those that's are the why these people shelters. are living in tents, right? They're living right. in tents. They're living in a Walmart parking lot. But here's what we found out today: is that these unsanctioned uh, evacuation areas, because the sanctioned evacuation shelters are full, so people are doing whatever they can. They're going to start weaning them off of the services. That they provide to the to the legit or the uh, sanctioned shelters. So that's that's becoming a big uh, a source of contention now too. Uh, is that the people who can't get into the shelters through no fault of their own 
are now going to be denied uh, food and other services that the people in the shelter get. Jim, there's something missing in that story. All I know is something's missing. I I don't know what, and it's just not all fitting together for me. I'm just seeing lots of, I mean, how can they possibly just do that, number one? And number two, norovirus doesn't usually break out that quick in in a settlement like this. So it makes me wonder, something's missing. But how does it break out fast on cruise ships within a week? Cruise ships, it does, it it it. The cruise ships are concentrated populations of people over year and year and year and year and year and year out, and then eventually something emerges. That that's how that happens. But to just gather a group of people together and suddenly there's an outbreak mm. that's kind of unusual. And so I just, just these are all sort of unusual features of this, including the withdrawing of food from people that need it. I I wonder what's going on. Is there any way we can get some information about who's in these encampments and what's going on there? I have a call into the city manager uh, simply because the, the city council in Chico also passed an ordinance preventing price gouging, capping a 10% increase on good services, even housing, including hotels and, and uh, 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 rental property. So uh, there's a call into the city manager to find out more about these stories. But because, these for, instance, for instance, we keep hearing that that population in Northern California that in Paradise was elderly people. Do we have elderly people in tents? That's not going to be well, safe. Yeah. That's Paradise, the city of Paradise. Right. Uh, it was a retirement like, community. Is there are a lot of young I mean, there's, there's an elementary school that burned down. There, there's there's kids involved. Okay. So so there, there, it's not just the city of Paradise. It's Concal, Megalia. Okay. Uh, uh, parts of Chico. That You know, Butte County is pretty much under siege by that fire that's still 65% out of control. So... Uh, it's a uh, it's it or fifty five percent out of control. It's a rough it's a rough time up there. It that's a they're a lot worse off than we are here in Southern California with these fires. At least you know we're repopulating now. They're not at that point yet up there. And that fire started some twelve hours or I'm sorry six hours before uh, the Woolsey fire began. So it's 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 a rough go up there. There's just so many pieces yeah, to this yeah, very scattered. Yeah at this point. Well, and please get what information you can about the, those tent populations. There's something missing in the story, and they should be able to give you that data. So I'm, I'm curious. I'll, I'll hopefully check Absolutely. back with you. Thanks, Jim. You bet. All right. 800-222-5222 is our phone number. This is Midday Live. And now we're going to switch gears yet again and go out to Dr. Dina Grayson. She is a former candidate for U.S. Congress, Democratic strategist. And we're going to talk about CNN and Jim Acosta. Right, Dina? Hi, Dr. Drew. Hi, Lauren. That's right. Hey there. So Lauren feels very strongly that, that uh, this was a proper decision by the judge. How do you feel? I a thousand percent agree with Lauren. Uh, there was no doubt in anyone's mind, really, that understands the Constitution, that uh, CNN and Jim Acosta's constitutional rights were violated uh, by just revoking his press pass without any due process. Well, explain that logic to me. Sure. I mean, the Fifth Amendment protects uh, folks uh, by uh, providing for due process. The White House did not have anything in place, any sort of formal uh, process in place to revoke uh, someone's White House press pass. Well, that, that's, that's what I asked. Should White House, each White House be submitting a set of policies and procedures around press behavior and what they've will never had to no, i understand but never should, had to. well but if that's there's it. gonna that's, but that's hang on it. i want i want to stay very close to the logic here you said there was no due process and if there's going to be due process there's got to be criteria for the due process so what would the criteria well, be you can't I don't know. ask I a question it. that i don't I agree don't with but, i don't know 
so that right. So, so if you don't know, point, then right? why? So how that, would they come up with? I, a well, list? if you want to have due process. But <laughs> well, you know the reality of what happened here, and Lauren hit the nail on the head, which is Jim Acosta asked, basically confronted Donald Trump about his lies about the caravan being a so-called invasion, and of course, post midterms, there's no mention of it. And Donald Trump refused to answer the question, so Jim Acosta switched to the Russia, the Trump-Russia investigation, and, you know, that's when Donald Trump went off on him. And, you know, look, the, the reality is, is that the president of the United States does not get to pick and choose what questions he's asked or answers. I mean, he can say, I no comment, but he doesn't get to choose the questions that he's asked. Well, that's my question. So, why, mean, I, why revoke this and, you know, start a whole lawsuit over it when he simply could have just not called on him? Of course, it looks bad, but he doesn't care about that. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Lauren. I mean, what he should have done was just said, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not answering that right now. Uh, it's an ongoing active investigation. And next question. Right. right. I mean, he could have answered it in a way without a, a good politician knows how to answer a question without actually answering the question. And instead, that's not what what Trump did. Yeah, well, I, I, I would I don't disagree with you. However, those that support him say he's in there not to be a regular politician and not to obfuscate and not to you know be dishonest, but to be himself, like, you know, answer questions the way I would. And, um, you know, that's the people that sent him in. And I understand that, but well, when that's... when he the idea that this press has been so unfair to him and they're you know they're only publishing bad stories and everything is fake, he, he really threatens our democracy. I, and I firmly believe that there have been plenty of presidents that didn't get along with the press corps, but but naming them an enemy of the people and telling your public that they are an enemy and that nothing they say can be believed is a threat to our democracy and our free press as a whole. Isn't he saying that specifically I, about CNN and no, not, not the press generally? No, it's not discriminating. the press is the enemy of the people. He's right. called the press in general the enemy of the people. But, you know, Dr. Drew, to go back to something that you just said, this has, this has really nothing to do with how Donald Trump answers the question. He's, he's, he's able to do that however he wishes, right. whether it's offensive or not. Right. But he cannot stomp all over our Constitution. You well, can't but, do that. But, but you keep asking for due process. And I, to me, that means there's got to be a set of criteria laid out. And I guess each White House— I'm not asking because... that. The judge is asking for that. This is a Trump-appointed okay. judge, by the way. All right. This I'm sorry, Dean. I've got to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Apparently, I, is it breaking news or something? What, what's happening? Uh, oh, I'm Dina. Uh, let me say goodbye to you. Um, Dr. Dina Grayson, apparently I've got to move on right now. I appreciate your uh, spending time with us, as always. Where should Thank people you find so you? Thank you so much. Where should people find you? Thank you, Dr. Drew. Where, where can we find you uh, going they can forward? Find me, you can find me on my website, dinagrayson.com. And thanks for having me on, guys. You got thanks it. Thanks for Eight, joining us. 800-222-5222 is our number. Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew, this is Midday Live. Um... Well, do you have any information of what we're supposed no, to move on to? Okay. No, I don't. Just checking. <laughs> uh, but uh, so uh, I'm going to have to find something. Uh, and let's go back to our conversation. Oh, about, God. Uh, what's that? <laughs> nationalism again. Well, not nationalism so much as it, we, we move past that a little bit. Why don't we, uh, um, I wanted to get your impression of the people that he awarded the Medal of Honor to today. Did you have an opinion on that? 
Yes, my opinion. Will, well, I I hate the idea that it has to be again. This this is again the hysteria stuff, which is kind of what I wanted to talk to. That because merely because he picked um, Elvis Presley it, it, and Babe Ruth, he's he's racist. I would argue that there's a more important argument to be made here, which is that well, sure you can name Elvis Presley, but the shoulders upon which he was able to uh, create what he did seemed to have been left out. <laughs> and I would argue that if you're gonna if you're going to note him, you got to note at least a couple of the, the really important African American musicians that were that really did were breaking through. They were the ones that really were the creative geniuses that he then sort of. If you were on Trump's team, wouldn't you get in the ear of the president and be like, we can honor all these people, let's throw in an African-American too? Or, or some something died. of diversity. Yeah. I, well, I, I generally think that's not a bad idea. Let, let's see who, who Obama, President Obama's, uh, let's see, uh, Medal oh, he's, of Freedom. Yeah, he's given it to a, tons of well, people. I know Ellen received one. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of who else comes to mind right now. So uh, Joe, uh, but the point is, it was a fairly diverse group, right? It, it, Always, you yeah. And um, I, you know, it, but I, to get down to the but to give the, it to people that are so well known already, to me seems it, like a waste of the president. I just feel like it, it's an opportunity to introduce us to someone who's been doing work their whole life that we didn't even know about, or someone. Um, like the today, actually, the I think he was an uh, a, a NFL player who you know put his way through Notre Dame and played football and then became a lawyer himself. I mean, that was someone's story that I didn't even know about. Who's uh, um, one, one of the Bell oh Yeah, Alan Page. Yeah, and Alan so, Page was a great football player. Yeah, and it's just an amazing story that yeah. I didn't know fully, yeah. right? And so yeah. that's the type of candidate that I love to see getting the Medal of Honor. I mean, Elvis. Yes, he's contributed a lot, but we all know who Elvis is. It's it does, he doesn't need another medal. I don't know. I just thought it would be a good opportunity. Well, Alan Page was a pretty important. I mean, he was a defensive end for the um, right, Minnesota but I didn't Vikings. know about his career besides football. Yeah, that's true. But so, but so, but the point is, you're saying there was. I didn't realize Alan Page was one of the members, one of the guys that was pointed out. So it's Babe Ruth, Scalia, Staubach. Alan mm -hmm. Page, Orrin Hatch, yeah. Miriam Adelson. Adelson's the one that's getting a lot of criticism, right? Right, because yeah. she happens to be the wife of the biggest GOP donor. Hmm. Uh, but there's not no diversity, just not enough diversity, right? Is that what we would say? Uh, yeah. Yeah. 800-222-5222 is the phone number. What do you say about that? Do you feel strongly one way or the other? We'd love to take your calls. Again, that number, 800-222-5222. Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew, it's Midday Live on Talk Radio 790 KBC. She has dependable traffic when you need it the most, and it's sponsored by Molina Healthcare. Westbound side of the 10, Via Verde, have got ongoing road work, and the off-ramp's been blocked for a while here, so it's backed up now to about Monte Vista. Eastbound side of the 10, right at Garfield. It's a crash on the right shoulder, delays here from City Terrace. 60 freeway westbound at around Valley Way, also working with a crash a few minutes ago. The right lane's still taken away, and as a result, that backing up to about Market Street. 134 West, right at about the 5. Scene of an earlier car fire. They should be clearing this shortly. It is definitely clearing from lanes, but it is still heavily congested. And West 91, right at La Sierra. Crash right shoulder. That now backing up traffic toward Madison. I'm Roger Kramer. Talk Radio 790 KBC.
Midday Live, Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew, 800-222-5222 is our number. So, Lauren, I want to revisit the, the Diddy's ex-girlfriend, mother of his children, Kim, Kim Porter. Porter. Yeah, dead at home before he's 47. It's just, it's just another cautionary tale uh, of the horrible care that celebrities and very rich people get. Uh, because they want to get special care, they want to get care outside of the usual delivery systems, they want to get care at home, whatever it might be. Uh, well, let me see if I can find the specific quote from TMZ about what she, she'd been in Africa. There was concern that she may have contracted some sort of an illness in Africa. And of course, there's lots of stuff that can present with flu-like symptoms, which is what she had. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you somebody's found found, but she was home. seen by a doctor, and she ended up calling that doctor later because she said she wasn't getting any better. So I'm wondering what kind of exam the doctor gave her, uh, or knowing that she had gone to Africa if they had done absolutely, and then seemingly giving the care at home, and the care was completely, as far as I can tell, seems to sound in- inadequate. She has had flu symptoms for several weeks, several weeks. That is crazy. You net needs a more than a five days needs a name, needs a diagnosis. And when people are found dead at home these days, we always think in terms of substances, in particular the combination of opiates and benzodiazepines. And that's certainly a possibility here. Maybe somebody was giving her that combination even just to help her feel better. But here's here's the thing I have. It was a it says some sort of IV vitamins. The, which is insanity that she was getting. People take that all for. the time. I mean, you've seen these storefronts popping up. People every time that they're is, hungover, they go and get uh, that is not IV treatment fluid. for a medical problem. But I, I, would it do any harm though? Well, the harm is that if she's you're dehydrated. Get, no, it wouldn't harm her. But the harm is not getting proper medical care. Well, we don't know that that of, was instead of medical care. That may have just been because she thought she had the flu and was dehydrated. Mm, but if somebody was calling her the flu after weeks and then giving her, to me, it just it's just completely inadequate. But just to say that somebody's been having flu-like symptoms for weeks and then is on IV therapies, that that's the treatment. That I, but we don't know that that's the treatment. That was the only thing they found that she had taken because she there's no you know illegal drugs found in her home. Um, there was no heavy prescription drug use found in her home. So that was the only thing they pointed to, that she had some kind of treatment that way. Right. But, but that any... doesn't mean that that was the all treatment she got. We don't know. That's what true. Do you, what do you do for the flu, really? Isn't it a virus? Well, there are antiviral therapies. And it's not if it's two weeks in, it's not the flu. Mm-hmm. That's something else. And that's the point, is that uh, she'd been to Africa. She needed an infectious disease consultation. And uh, I don't know if she got that. That's a, And, and I, the, the reason I react so so intensely to this is i just see this all the time i see these famous people and wealthy people getting horrible horrible health care uh i'll just point at steve jobs i mean that should have been a surgery immediately he'd be alive today if he'd had that but he wanted to get special care and did it with uh you know juicing and he's dead very quickly and that's what happens mm-hmm. when people do substandard care or somebody where they refuse standard of care which is what this feels like to me this does not look like a standard of care. Somebody that's had weeks of flu-like symptoms would have had people descending on her to try to figure out what was going on. And maybe they did. We don't know that they didn't. But what's leaking out is sort of what sounds like she was just at home and getting some sort of something, which includes some IV therapies that were completely here, saline and vitamins. And that's a bizarre thing to, to, to do for somebody that's really sick. It's Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew, 800-222-5222. we to take your calls. After the break, this is Midday Live. 
KABC News, live and local at 1.30. I'm Jeff Whittle, and more people were forced to flee their homes. Uh, more of the folks who were forced to flee them because of that Wood Wolseley fire are being allowed to return home today following complaints from many displaced residents. The evacuation orders will be lifted in Malibu Civic Center area in a half hour from now. They're also being lifted in Topanga between PCH and Mulholland Drive, plus all areas from the Malibu city limits north to the 101 freeway and east of Malibu Canyon Road all the way to the Los Angeles city limits. Those folks can return home as well. A man was fatally shot this morning at the China Press newspaper office in Alhambra, allegedly by a co-worker who was then taken into custody. Alhambra police say the shooting is being investigated as a workplace violence incident, and a handgun was recovered at the scene. The names of the victim and murder suspect have not been released. An alleged white supremacist from Orange County is expected to plead guilty to one federal count of conspiracy. 22-year-old Tyler Lobb is admitting to being a member of the so-called Rise Above movement, where they showed up to rallies trained and ready to fight political enemies. The LA Times reports he signed a plea agreement this week agreeing to plead guilty. He is one of four people indicted this month for planning to engage in riots at rallies in both Huntington Beach and Charlottesville, Virginia. Lobb faces a maximum of five years in prison. James Rojas, KBC News. President Trump insisted today he wrote the answers to special counsel Robert Mueller's written questions regarding Russia's interference in the 2016 election and not his lawyers. Trump still hasn't submitted the answers to Mueller, but claims his campaign did not collude with Russia. There should have never been any Mueller investigation because there was never anything done wrong. There was no collusion. There never has been. You would have known about it a long time ago if there was. Uh, there was nothing. They should have never had it. They've wasted millions and millions of dollars. And uh, Mueller reportedly writing his final report on the investigation. Talk Radio, 790K ABC Sports. Both local hockey teams are in action. The Kings skate in Chicago this afternoon while the Ducks host Toronto tonight. College Hoops, UCLA hosts St. Francis of Pennsylvania tonight. And then UCLA hosts USC tomorrow in college football. The Lakers will visit the Orlando Magic tomorrow, and the Clippers visit the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow. And that's sports on 790 KABC. Traffic, a market check, weather, and more. Dr. Drew Midday Live next, KABC Newstime 132. KABC has dependable traffic when you need it the most. Westbound side of the 10, right around Via Verde. That ongoing road work, and that's where that off-ramp is still blocked. So, And now backing up toward town and also on the 210 freeway westbound, around Lake. I've been working on a crash here as well. It's got traffic now backed up to San Gabriel Boulevard. Eastbound is affected as well from Mountain right out of Pasadena. A busy drive most of the way out through Buena Vista. Westbound side of the 60 right around Valley Way. Clearing a crash here. That's the right lane block. Now backing up to Rubido and westbound side of the 134 right around the 5. Still clearing up an earlier car fire. Everything's out but still finding delays. Coming away from about Glendale Boulevard, another problem on the 91 freeway westbound or around La Sierra, clearing a crash, everything right shoulder, that now backing up toward Madison, and the Hollywood freeway southbound, that's getting busy at Hollywood Boulevard, for the most part a busy drive for you all the way in toward downtown LA. I'm Rhonda Kramer, Talk Radio 790 KABC. Here's your 790 KABC market check. Stocks ended the day and the week mixed, with the Dow up about a half percent today, gaining 124 points. S&P 500 rose six points today, but the Nasdaq lost 11 points. 
790 KABC SoCal weather, partly cloudy this afternoon, mild highs, upper 60s at the beaches, mid-70s downtown, 80 degrees expected in the valleys today, partly cloudy tomorrow and Sunday as well, highs upper 60s to mid-70s, and currently at 74 degrees at LAX, 75 in Santa Ana, it's 77 in Woodland Hills, 790 KABC is easy to use at work on your PC or laptop at kabc.com in uh, FM HD at 95.5 FM HD 3 and catch the shows you want to hear again or may have missed on podcast at 790kabc.com. I'm Jeff Whittle, KABC News. Hey, Dave, I'm Lawrence Vaughn. Dr. Drew, our number is 800-222-5222. I got a great story for you, Dr. Drew. Let's hear it. You're going to love this. Um, okay. We've been talking so much about the sanitation of language yeah. and how people feel hate, yeah. even when they're words that we've used for centuries. Yes. So, a diversity student, diversity student officials, a group of them, are now trying to impeach their vice president of their university who dared write illegal aliens. In what? Illegal what aliens. In? What did he write it in relation? I mean, was he it just used sort of the a... phrase illegal aliens on his Facebook post. His Facebook page. Okay. The Diversity and Inclusion Committee in Emporia State University's student government is pledging to impeach a student official for refusing to resign after using the phrase, to resign rather, after using the phrase illegal aliens on Facebook. Can students impeach a faculty member? Is I guess if they thing? feel triggered enough. Is, but I, first of all, in what world are you, is impeachment is not something you do that students who are customers do to I didn't faculty. think so. But apparently students have taken over these universities now. Right. You have faculty running scared. They don't know Ugh. what to teach them anymore because everybody's offended or triggered by something. Again, the first thing they should do is, the well, first thing we're going to do is not fire this person. And then we're going to look at Well, they it. decided not to impeach him. And now they're calling for another impeachment. Because she, the person that a motion to began to impeach proceedings <laughs> against Todd failed at a student Senate meeting last week, leading the committee to, oh, this is a woman, I'm sorry, leading the committee to give her until Monday night to resign. She refused, and the committee says it will now press forward on impeachment again at this week's meeting. They need to impeach someone for using a term that means exactly what it says. Illegal immigrant. And where, where she, she didn't even... Well, illegal alien. It's illegal alien, alien, excuse me. Illegal alien. Um, it's now been deleted, the post. But Michaela Todd explained why she was voting for Republican gubernatorial candidate Chris Kobach, who eventually lost the race. But one of his platform planks was to put Kansas first, not illegal alien. So it's actually his term that she was repeating on Facebook. Uh, and when, again... When did the... When, three years ago, she had used that word, but people have been cut to their core... No. no, we've been using this term for decades, for, and now we've decided it's hateful speech, right? Now right. we can't call them illegal aliens anymore. We have and to call them. Isn't that just people picking up a sword and wielding it wherever they please? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Just try, trying to stay one to, to create cool. But cool changing what you call them doesn't change. I mean, now you say undocumented immigrant, and that holds, you know, political uh, weight. You're not allowed to say that anymore. Well, that's what we're saying, but it means the same thing, right? Of it means it does. illegal yes. alien. Yes. Yes, it does. Let me look up the word alien because because I'm going to see if there's, a, you know. Sting it, it, made a song. He's an alien in New York. British guy. Oh, here. He's a, that's offensive. That's an offensive <laughs> know, song. If right? We can no. never listen to that. that song oh, needs to be oh, banned. It's, it's it hateful hurts me. speech. It hurts me. <laughs> alien. Often disparaging and offensive. Hmm. A resident of one. It seems to be something they just a- added. 
Yeah, I've never heard one. that before. I've never heard that either, but it's in the, what am I looking at? The dictionary.com. Oh. No, dictionary.com. A resident of one country who was born in or owes allegiance to another country and has not acquired citizenship by naturalization of the country in residence. Uh-huh. And what, they don't, how about a, I'll go for synonyms. Uh, synonym. Come on now. And I wonder if synonyms... Uh, okay, in, in Merriam-Webster, the def- definition of alien is belonging or relating to another person, place, or thing. That's it. Owing allegiance to another country or government. That's it. That's it. Why is that offensive? I don't know. What? Or, of course, coming from another world, like extraterrestrial. But I, I don't understand the offensive. We've made it offensive somehow. How about the and Alien so- and Sedition Act? Can we no longer Why? Yeah, are we going to change the Constitution? I, I, the, we have a series of laws known as the Alien and Sedition Acts passed by the federal government, signed a law by John Adams. The power to deport foreigners as well as make it harder for new immigrants to vote. That was the Alien and Sedition Act. It was not a, a particularly glorious part. Oh, it sounds like a hateful act. Well, it, the it's sedition part, I think. So was, unwoke. <laughs> the sedition part, by the way, was part of the the um, most unwoke part. And they would have seen the re- revocation of Jim... Acosta's uh, press privileges as a minor, a minor piece of the Sedition Act. They uh, they were interested in limiting sedition wherever it was, and and uh, our response to that was that we expanded that. Right. In essence, the act prohibited public opposition to the government. Fines and imprisonment can be used against those who write, print, utter, or publish any false scandals or malicious writing against the government. Would you like to live then? Oh my goodness! You didn't know there was an Alien and Sedition Act. That was that was well into the founding of our. Country. Oh yeah, no, I knew there was. Um, yeah, but yeah, no one's trying to change the language on that, right? It just it's whenever people go, the press is always the check on the government. I was like, mm, we, we, it's been different things at different times of history, and and we want it to be, I think, a check, but uh, we we really have to. It's oh, there's been an evolving process here. Eight hundred two 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 five two two two. We get your calls. Lawrence Vaughn, Doctor Drew. It's midday live. ABC has dependable traffic when you need it the most. Westbound side of the 10, right of Rio Verde, you've got this road work. The off-ramp is blocked, and that backing up toward town. 210 west at Lake into Pasadena. Another accident here in Lanes is delayed from San Gabriel and eastbound from Mountain all the way up to Buena Vista. 60 freeway westbound right at Valley Way. A crash here in the right lane backing up to Riverdale. And westbound 91 La Sierra clearing a crash now right shoulder and Matt now backing up toward Madison. I'm Rhonda Kramer, Talk Radio 790 KABC. It is Midday Live. Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew, 800-222-5222. So I got a tweet from one of our listeners, Nikki Maduro. And Nikki says, here's the thing. A person cannot be illegal. They can be in the country illegally. A person cannot be illegal. Well, that's the argument of why we shouldn't say illegal alien, because a person can't be illegal. But obviously, a it's person a be describer of their status. A person status. can't be undocumented either. I mean, again, we're going insane with language. <laughs> we're going insane. Yeah. We, Generally speaking, language is created to help us sort of understand what we're talking about. The precision of language is, uh, if you're going to start worrying about precision of language, we got lots of things to work on. Uh, and so undocumented immigrant, what are we supposed to do with that? And by the way, a person is a person, an immigrant, or does that somehow violate their personhood too? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this. It, mm. It's getting very, very confusing to me. What if they don't identify as human? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, did you see an this? Undocumented other... species. I was trying to understand this other story too, where uh, a Fox business reporter 
criticized Kamala Harris for drawing a parallel between U.S. immigration, uh, the ICE officials, and the Ku Klux Klan. Our perception of ICE as akin to the KKK, Kamala Harris apparently said, uh, she questioned acting ICE director Ronald Vitelli, Vitiello, uh, who came under fire in a statement describing the Democratic Party. Oh, he, I'm getting confused by this. Did the ICE director call the Democratic Party a neo-Klanist? And right. That's what, and so now she's calling ICE and their activities. So it's just, I know you are, but what am KKK. I? KKK. Right? Pretty much, just, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So, this so Trish story... Regan, who works for Fox Business, criticized our Senator Kamala Harris for drawing a parallel between U.S. immigration and customs enforcement and the Ku Klux Klan. She said a perception of ICE as akin to the KKK. Senator Harris should know better. But again, it was a tit for tat over what ICE what director Ronald Vitello said. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to let that. I, that. That's something that just sounds like. A childish behavior. Like I know you're. Oh, I. there's plenty of it. Yeah. We have a whole stack here. I could go through. <laughs> well, the, the, there's. Yeah, I want to propose an interesting question, which is: So Michael Avenatti was uh, arrested on suspicion of domestic violence. Uh, he says he's innocent. I will assume so and give him a chance to defend himself mm-hmm. and through the you know assume innocence until proven guilty. Right. Uh, but my question on him is, and I'd like our callers to respond to this: Is this is he a crusader that should be? Uh, someone that we look to as a potential presidential candidate, or is he the enemy of the people? Because people, again, much like the word nationalism, they hear two different things. I think Michael Avenatti very much produces two different reactions from people. Well, it's interesting. Initially, when he came out with Stormy Daniels, he was hailed as this, you know, uh, crusader crusader against Trump. And Mm -hmm. so that's why he got all of these lofty ideas that he's going to run for president. He was on the airwaves nonstop. I mean, you couldn't turn on the TV without seeing his face. He was your boyfriend. But then he, (laughs) uh, I made the mistake of calling him good looking (laughs) once and now he's my boyfriend. Uh, but then he he got himself in some trouble during the Kavanaugh hearings. If you'll right. remember, he represented a woman who turned out lied about allegations against Brett Kavanaugh. Um, he lost a lot of credibility there. And there was one more thing he got in trouble with. Uh, I don't know if it was another client that he was representing that also had a there were a couple factual of just, story. Yeah, just and that couple. and then you know, and he's whining and dining with this crowd, including Scaramucci and mm-hmm. all these high players, but. You're right when you said yesterday, if you're going to play that game and you're going to go after men and you, you know, use these women who may or may not be telling the truth to take them down, you got to be prepared to get some of your own medicine. It's it's a weird impulse that we have as humans to to the the bullseye that you put on your on your chest if you are going out and 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 making uh, high profile claims is somebody's going to attempt that same claim against you or that same act of aggression. Let's say if you come up with aggressive uh, sort of. Um, allegations, that aggression gets turned on you. I just, I just see this over and over in history, and in politics. And I just, it's a very strange impulse. I think it's, it's just sort of weird. But it's certainly here. It is again. But the question about him is: Is he someone that should still be considered, uh, you know, a crusader, or is he somebody who is the enemy of the people and only interested in self-interest and not what, what, what Teddy Roosevelt would call the new nationalism, which is putting the national interest ahead of self-interest. I don't it, know what nationalism is anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what is anymore, but that was Teddy Roosevelt's nationalism. Be tough to find it. What, Lauren? I mean, most of the people that run for office, you got to question their motives and their agenda and why they're doing it. Um, it's it's the rare few that break through that actually seem like they just want to do greater good with no ulterior motives. I mean, with all of the 
even here in California with all the corruption we're uncovering and, mm-hmm. you know, it's... Um, or maybe they start that way but are corrupted by the, yeah, the, the horrible yeah. system. Give us your thoughts. 800-222-5222. It's Lawrence Fon, Dr. Drew, Midday Live. Call now. Call me if you're interested. What's your phone number? 800-ABC-KABC. Ask for the phone number, not the phone letters. That's 800-222-5222. Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew, 800-222-5222. I see Jim Roop on hold there. Has he got a follow-up report for us, or is that something else? Let me just That's take this. for the top of the hour. Uh, let me just take this call here from Carl. Carl, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Hi, uh, Dr. Drew, uh, Lawrence. Hey, listen, you know, if we want to reduce the politician who may be potentially corrupt, uh, even as a candidate, they should have to go through a federal tax audit and have complete transparency on their financials absolutely agree to be a candidate but also you know lauren they should also have to do it every year they're in office that way we can get rid of these guys absolutely why why isn't that mandatory i I bet you the people in office voted against well (laughs) one of the things that when you ask that it makes me wonder though again what would the criteria be under which you'd fall out of your other other well you wouldn't be assigned to a committee that plans housing if you have all of these relationships with real estate holdings that's right and and there's also the potential for them getting payoffs in other areas like maybe rulings that they do on uh well like the special interests you know all of a sudden they're supporting a bill and all of a sudden they got a hundred grand in their account what what was that for what business transactions you do that made you earn that you know it would help clean this up i'm serious along with of course uh the money that would go towards uh what can be spent on their uh, election process anyway uh, yeah we, we yeah, I, I agree with you from the standpoint of uh, getting getting money out of the political system but I I still have questions about what the what you'd be looking for in their tax audit other than fraud obviously that would be you know that it would fall out but any because plenty of people that are in business and particularly entrepreneurs and developers have a lot of weird shenanigans that go on that are perfectly legal. Well, okay, well, but maybe we that. prevent them then from being in charge of creating legislature. Well, what that would, would that criteria the... be? What would that's my point? What would that criteria be? Because it's all within the law. It's all you the, know. The criteria is you just have to disclose them. We need to see them. You can't have it. I mean, be have a you secret. ever been audited? If you've oh, ever yeah. been audited, oh, yeah. trust me, they know what to look for, and they'll 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 sniff out a problem. I I know. I've watched. I I was. You know, amazed, and I thought, God, I didn't even know I did anything wrong. Oh, no, listen, uh, listen, Carl, when it comes to things as complex as taxes or, let's say, medical records, you can always find something that falls out and creates real serious legal trouble. Always. Because nobody can, it's too complicated to constantly be within the absolute standards. There's always T's that aren't crossed, I's that aren't dotted. And if their intent is to get you, they will. They will. I think it's a start. I just think it's a start. I agree, but I think again we have to have criteria for what we're looking for because uh, you know what what is it we want uh, of you know what's uh, other than obvious fraud and you know what particular issues would we say disqualify somebody from being a candidate? I I wonder. Hmm. I think kind of like the direction you're going, Laura, where somehow. It's the relationships that needs to be disclosed, and maybe people should really vote against people that have cozy relationships where money could once again persuade them in a political context, right? 
But then yeah. again, that doesn't prevent that from happening once you're in office. That's that's the horrible part. But if you had to disclose your taxes every year and you saw who was giving you money, who you were doing deals with, and those are also the same people getting government contracts, red flag. Yeah. That'd be during during office. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew, 800 5